from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It is the, the, the Thursday here in Sin City. Ted Sabransky, Teddy Covers at Teddy Underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined as always by Ralph Michaels, my fine co host, the American Treasure at Cal Sports LV. Welcome to Wager Talk on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome to all of you Zumo viewers watching on Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for Betters. Let's get right into it because we've only got an hour, Ralph, and there is so much to talk about on a loaded Thursday with betting action across sports. Let's start like we like to start every day. There wasn't much happening last night. The baseball game got rained out. There is one game to talk about. Bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. So let's get into it. B, 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 right here. Sunbelt equals fun belt. Well, wasn't that fun if you had the dog or the over last night? Troy and under come through. Trojans look good. Start to finish. South Alabama, they're not trading points with uh, Troy. And that was very much on display in fun belt action on Wednesday. It was. South Alabama's only chance was to play a clean game. They did, and obviously turning the ball over three times. So uh, it was a game that uh, the the better team won. The better team covered the spread. And uh, I think there's some value uh, fading Troy moving forward as they've had a couple wins against inferior foes. Yeah, South Alabama's defense was good enough to stop a lot of the lesser teams that they faced. Troy's offense, not one of the lesser offenses. That was clearly uh, on display uh, last night. And that's all we got for BBBB today, man. It's hot topic time right now. And there's a ton to talk about in terms of hot topics. Let's start with the NFL MVP race. I've got numbers from Caesars Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. Obviously, you'll find numbers varying from book to book. You'll see different numbers in Jersey and different numbers in Pennsylvania and Iowa and Indiana, et cetera, et cetera. Mississippi, I don't want to leave our friends uh, down south out. But Uh, when we're talking about numbers like this that you don't see on a live odd screen, that you have to go book to book to check out, you will see some fairly dramatic disparities. All that being said, right now, Russell Wilson has become the number one choice at Caesars for MVP. He's two to one. Patrick Mahomes at five to two. Deshaun Watson at four to one. Christian McCaffrey at eight to one. Those are the four favorites per se with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, and Jimmy G. Five quarterbacks next on the list. Is there anyone that stands out to you, Ralph? And we talked about Russell Wilson a couple of weeks ago as being a legit MVP candidate. Hopefully, somebody got some um, bets down on it. I didn't personally because this, not a bet that I make a whole lot. When you have 15, 20, 30 options, your house takeout is a lot higher than it is when it's yes or no. And that makes a big difference in props like this, Ralph, doesn't it? Absolutely. Even between books, uh, different casinos have a different hold that, that that they take out. So you may find Wilson two to one, three to one, four to one. Uh, usually when it's the favorite, though, it's the same and people don't want to expose themselves to too much. But. You know, the the name that pops up to me is at the end of the list, Jimmy G at 25 to 1. Granted, San Francisco wants to run, but, you know, with the injury to Mahomes and if, you know, we see a couple interceptions on some of those guys early, 
We know it's going to take a quarterback who's leading a winning team. You know, golf was in the mix a couple years ago, but, you know, you had split votes between him and the running back. I don't know if there's a running back that Jimmy G is going to split votes with. So, hey, at 25 to 1, if you were forcing me to throw down a couple dollars, uh, that would be my long shot. Sure. And when it comes to the NFL MVP, the quarterback wins. And if the quarterback doesn't win, the running back wins. We haven't seen a non-quarterback, non-running back win an NFL MVP this century. And I'm not convinced it's going to happen this year either. Note that there are no wide receivers or tight ends on this list, let alone defensive players or offensive linemen or anything. (laughs) They should rename their award NFL's best marquee offensive skill position player as opposed to the NFL MVP. Christian McCaffrey's worth talking about for just a moment because I was doing uh, in-game live. And of course, you can watch in-game live on this network every night as well as all weekend long. Uh, I was doing an in-game live last Thursday, uh, or maybe it was a couple Thursdays ago, and when the Panthers were on, it was, yeah, it was back in week two or week three uh, when Carolina played Thursday night, uh, and the host, Kevin Walsh, was talking about McCaffrey at 50-1. to I'm like, McCaffrey can't win. Shut up. No Panthers going to win. Lo and behold, Carolina's won four in a row. McCaffrey's down to eight to one right now, and if there's a non-QB going to win the MVP, huh? the Panthers make the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey might be that guy. And of course, when it comes to MVP votes, you cannot take anybody on a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Uh, If they're not making the playoffs, they're not getting the award. Let's talk a hot topic here. Who are you going to build your MLB franchise around? This is a tweet from Mike Cardano yesterday talking about who he wanted to, asking the public who they thought they would rather have as an MLB position player for the next 15 years. And the choices were Ronald Acuna, Gleyber Torres, Juan Soto. I don't know if I pick any of those three guys. I mean, Bregman, Vlad Jr., Mancada, Bellinger. There is a lot of young, talented players to be excited about in Major League Baseball moving forward. So let me ask you, Ralph, out of the choices from Cardano's tweet. And if you want to tweet about this, please respond to the tweet. Uh, We're looking for as much interaction as we can off of this one. So by all means, he's looking for our replies at Mike Cardano. Who do you like, Acuna, Torres, Soto, or other? You know, the name, I'm not that deep in the baseball where I follow the young kids coming up. So again, take mine with a grain of salt. You know, the the name you guys didn't mention, I, I, I might throw Correa in the mix. You know, he's been in the league for a few years, so people don't realize he's still, what, 24, 25 years old. So he's still a young player. Uh you know, I, I, I've i heard so much hype about Akun and watched him a little bit and read about him. To me, that's the guy that pops out as the most hyped player, but it's also the guy that pops out in the beginning of my list, probably just because of that hype. Yeah, I mean, Soto's a guy who's shown his stripes in the postseason. If you're going to make a big splash, someone you want for 15 years, yeah, maybe that's the guy to look at. I want someone to hit post season baseball Juan Soto shown the ability to do that already again respond to that tweet at Mike Cardano if you have an opinion about who the best player in MLB is going to be over the next 15 years positional player it's definitely an interesting discussion when we come back we have line movers galore to talk about and starting NFL big time overs big time line moves stay tuned right here on Wager. DailyRoto.com 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, about a commercial break. It allows us to do a little research when we want to find something. Ralph Michaels, busy during the break looking at the MVP stuff. Ralph, I know you dug up some good data. What do we got? Well, let's go back to 1975 first. In that group since 1975, there's been 13 running backs, 33 quarterbacks. So that's 46. So there's only been two non-running backs and non-quarterbacks since 1975. LT, Lawrence Taylor in 1986, and I don't even remember this. Mark Mosley, a kicker in 1982. Uh, last running back picked was 2012, Adrian Peterson. So clearly the league has changed to go with the quarterback theme. Since 2012, it's been all QBs. Do you remember Actually, Mark Mosley rem- winning it? I, I do remember Mosley winning it. That was a strike year uh, in 82. Oh, okay. uh, and and the but. It was clearly a split ballot. I will take the over on the next time a kicker wins NFL MVP, and you can give me whatever year you want to give it to me. You know, to, to year 2099, I'll still take the over on the next time a kicker wins the MVP. Let's talk line movers. There's a ton of money moving in Vegas today. We've seen a big move. Let's start in the NFL. We're seeing a lot of money on the over. The Giants and the Cardinals, Saquon Barkley expected back. In the lineup this week for the Giants, Evan Ingram expected back in the lineup this week for the Giants in Arizona. They've been playing. They're a shootout team. They are not a defense first uh, NFL team this year. Markets love the over wise guy money on Giants in Arizona expecting a shootout. 
we're obviously getting the line move because of the injury report. And I agree with that line move. I think with getting at least two of the missing three pieces back, the New York Giants offense can move the ball. So, uh, again, we're talking a pair of weak defenses and a pair of offenses that, uh, especially with the Cardinals, have played with some pace. The Minnesota Vikings have a very impressive statistical profile. For the season, they have outgained their opponents by 1.5 yards per snap between what they allow on defense and what they gain on offense. And that's a meaningful stat for sharp betters. I'm not surprised at all that we've seen some Minnesota money in early week betting. And when it comes to Thursday noon, this is the end of the early week. You know, from here on, we're talking later week betting. But anything happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, even into Thursday morning, we're still going to call it early week action. Vikings are getting early week love. I think they're going to get late week love, too. I wouldn't be shocked if this line goes to three. That being said, Minnesota is now minus two in Detroit. Lions coming off a devastating loss and a short week. Completely agree. Off a Monday night loss that has to leave a bad taste in their mouth. Teddy, I want to go off one, off topic for one second talking about the Vikings. It is October 17th today, and the Minnesota Vikings, after Sunday, will be done with their road conference games. If you like the Vikings to win the North or to win the NFC, now's the time to play them because the schedule from here on out gets much easier when you've already played all three conference games, six games, all three conference road games, six games into the schedule. That's a huge edge moving forward. That's an excellent point. So you're talking about if you want a future on Minnesota, that's something to do now, not to wait. Excellent point, Ralph. That's not off topic. That's spot on when it comes to topic. Alvin Kamara is very questionable for Sunday in Chicago. If he plays, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. And if he plays, he's going up against a nasty Bears defense coming off a poor performance and a bye. We're seeing three and a halfs popping up for Chicago. New Orleans still. Not getting respect in the betting markets, despite Teddy Bridgewater's incredible point spread success as an NFL starting quarterback. I agree with the line move, and I'm also going to go one step further talking about Kamara. When we talked earlier in the season, how many running backs actually can move the needle? Well, we both agreed Ezekiel is by far the number one running back that can move the needle. We talked about Saquon Barkley. You know, I'm putting Kamara into that mix. 86 carries. He's He's got 50 carries more than the number two. He's number two in targets, number two in receptions. He's now a running back that I'm moving up into that mix that I think I move the needle a point in, or a point and a half with him not healthy and and, and not playing. And he's been huge as a dump-off valve for Bridgewater, who is not the downfield thrower that Drew Brees is. Brees may be back as early as next week, probably going to be two or three weeks still, but he could be back as early as next week. Let's shift to college now. There's been plenty of line movers in college, and we've seen the Iowa Hawkeyes. They're in double revenge. They've lost twice in a row to Purdue. Lots of Iowa money. Steamed up as high as 18. We've seen a little bit of buyback today, down to 17 and a half for Iowa. but. No question, the Hawkeyes a popular early week choice in that double revenge setting as they step down in defensive class after playing Michigan and Penn State the last two weeks. They did, but we also saw Purdue. I'm not sure I, I agree with this line move. 
you know, Purdue was so inept for a couple weeks. Well, that's because they were replacing Sindelar and Jack Plummer finally is learning to become a good quarterback. He had a nice game at home against Maryland, and I'm not comparing a home game against Maryland against a road game at Kinnick where, you know, we saw Penn State take all they could handle. But I was not the team that I'm, I'm willing to lay, you know, over over three complete scores with. Yeah, I don't blame you on that one. Uh, the Hawkeyes, we'll see how far. I mean, the one, I guess, advantage they have is that double revenge situation. Otherwise, I'd worry them about being, they were very gassed at the end of the last game. They were physically beaten down. It's been two straight elite defensive foes that Iowa has faced. They're not a team I'm comfortable laying 17 and a half points with this week. We're seeing sharp money for the Horn Frogs. TCU bet up to three and a half in Manhattan. No, not in that Manhattan. Manhattan, Kansas. You know, the real Manhattan. Uh, uh, both teams extra time to prepare. Gary Patterson's squad getting the love. K-State, that early season win at Mississippi State doesn't look so good now. And looks like the markets are crashing a little bit on the Kansas State Wildcats. We're seeing Chris Kleiman's offense struggle because of the personnel he had. You know, I'm going to throw back an old-time stat. This was with Bill Snyder. K-State is 14-6 and ATS as a home dog their last 20 games. But, you know, we've seen an offense that's averaging under 300 yards per game against FBS foes, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. And more importantly, the lack of first downs concerns me. I lean TCU. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if the line moves going to take me off the play, but it's it's making me lean that way. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the, the quote from Kleiman this week saying, I had better depth at North Dakota State than I have here at Kansas State. That is not a deep football team. The bye week could help them, but I agree with the move towards TCU minus the points. So here's one we have to put in the line movers because this doesn't happen every day. Rice is 0-6 this season. They've yet to win a game. They opened as three-point road favorites. Now they're steamed up to four and a half. What gives? Why is it winless owls taking money and being asked to win by more than a field goal on the road? A lot of that has to do with their opponent, doesn't it, Ralph? Well, UTSA lost their quarterback, so that's a big deal. You're one of the worst teams out there, and now you're not playing without a quarterback. And, you know, between Stewart and Green, Rice hasn't been successful. But to me, uh, you know, I'm going to look up on the break, Teddy. Winless teams that have at least six losses that are a road favorite. I'm going to have that angle when we come back at the start of the NFL. But this reminds me so much of a crappy Akron team a few weeks ago. They were laying three and a half or four to UMass. That got steamed up to seven and a half. And UMass, the worst team in college football, won the game outright. Yeah, I can still remember uh, a, a winless Cal team on the road at a game that got canceled and postponed into December. And they played at Rutgers. Uh, and they were double-digit winless road chalk. I believe they covered that game. It had to be like 2002 or something like that. Real quick, we've seen oversteam in Hawaii. Air Force Hawaii total bet up from 63 to 67, despite the fact that Air Force wants to play as slow as possible. They do, but when you can run the ball and Hawaii is going to give up yards, and when Hawaii can pass the ball, we talked about this a few days ago. I agree with the line move. I leaned with the over. This is going to take me out of making it a play, though. Yeah, big steam on over in Hawaii. That total now up to 67. Speaking of 67, I was born in 1967. We'll be right back here on Wager Talk. 
rockauto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Two risk-free wagers up to $1,000. Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll receive two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Chiefs minus three, If they beat the Broncos by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid, G-R-I-D, and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Ralph Michaels, you put out a whole chart during the break. A whole chart. You're doing research during the breaks, man. What do we got? Well, since 2010, there's only been one time that a team has been a winless team from week seven on. And that was a couple years ago. Remember the Baylor squad in Rule's first year was winless. They played Kansas in week 10. They were an eight and a half point favorite. They won that game 38-9. Going back to 2000, so the last 20 years, the away favorites that are winless have gone 8-9 and against the spread. And, Teddy, if you look in the chart, 
November 23rd, 2001, the Cal Bears went to Rutgers. They were laying 11. They won that game 20 to 10, failing to cover by one point. Ah, that was a closing number. I remember that game because it was getting steamed up. It opened eight and got bet up, and it was eight, eight and a half, nine. I'm like, how can they bet this winless team? The 11 was absolutely, the, the, the 11s were not around all week. That was right on game day. Most of the people that bet Cal that day either won or pushed. And the fact that I remember a point spread move from a random game 18 years ago is not a good thing. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning, although I didn't really have breakfast this morning, so be it. All right. Let's talk about some playoff baseball for tonight. Yesterday's game rained out, and I do think that matters. The markets seem to think that matters as well. We've seen a lot of Yankees money so far today. We've seen a lot of over money so far today. I wrote it out last night. The Yankees were minus 125. The total was eight. Now, the Yankees are minus 135. You can lay minus 140 if you <laughs> if you try. Totals eight and a half to the over getting steamed up. So the fact that yesterday was a day off. Instead of a game where the Yankees were going to have to use their bullpen. That was yesterday. It was going to be a bullpen game for the Yanks. Now their pen is fresh. And that is as good a pen as there is in MLB. Tanaka, proven postseason performer. I want the guys that get it done in October. Tanaka has done that, not just in this series, not just this year, last year as well. Granke's postseason track record is not a good one. He's played on four different franchises. And on three of those four franchises, he got lit up in the postseason, including his first two starts this year with Houston. Worth noting, the Astros 5-1 and one in all postseason games that Greinke didn't pitch this year. 0-2 oh, in the games he did. Yeah, clearly, I like the Yanks to make this a series. What about yourself? I agree the day off is completely beneficial for New York, uh, having, to, having a fresh bullpen now. And the total... Everything you explained for a novice, you would think, well, it doesn't that help the total getting to start to knock instead of the bullpen, having a fresh bullpen? Yes, it does. The reason that the line has gone up as far as the total concerned, I'm looking at the hour by hour weather at 7 p.m. in New York Stadium. The winds 18 miles an hour blowing out from home plate to right center. So completely a wind play, which we see off in Wrigley Field, is the reason the total's gone up. Yeah, and it continues to go. If you like that over, I would bet it sooner rather than later. Eight and a half uh, now with juice uh, at many sportsbooks here in Vegas and around the country. Uh, Big game breakdowns continue. Let's talk college football tonight. A pair of TV games to talk about. First one in the fun belt. Sun belt is fun belt. Luel Lafayette, the raging Cajuns, laying six and a half on the road. Total of 68 against Arkansas State. Lafayette's not a team that we see 68s with, I don't think. They're pretty good defensively. We certainly saw it last week, 17 to 7 game against App State in that contest. And they were on the wrong end of it. Uh, So this is not an, they're a good defensive team. Arkansas State's the other way. Arkansas State, all they play is shootouts. They want to move the football up and down the field. Their defense, not likely to get a bunch of stops in this one. I'm not playing it. You got any take on the Raging Cajuns versus the Red Wolves in Sunbelt action this evening? My power ratings lean a little bit towards the home dog. I think you're still paying a little of the price of the inflation with ULL uh, being uh, having that ATS run that they had, which did fall against App State. The point to that that you made, Teddy, 
ULL is a very slow-paced team, but on offense, they're averaging 7.2 yards per play. That's number seven in the country. Their yards per play diff is 2.09. That's number 16 in the country. Arkansas State, on defense, their yards per play, 6.4 yards per play. That's number 115 of the 130 FBS teams. Yeah, pretty dramatic disparity. Of course, diff means the differential between what they allow on defense versus what they gain on offense. When you find teams that are plus one, plus one and a half, plus two yards per play, those tend to be some pretty good football teams. And obviously Lafayette with some impressive stats that is most assuredly driving this number. One more football game for tonight in the college ranks. We'll preview Chiefs Broncos. Don't you worry. That's coming up next segment when we talk NFL. One more in college for tonight. And this one has seen a big line move. Stanford now down to minus three and a half. There are even threes out there. Total of 49 and a half against UCLA. They're betting the Bruins hand over fist. That has everything to do with an injury report that looks very, very ugly for the Cardinal. Not only is starting QB KJ Costello out, the backup Davis Mills isn't supposed to play, which leaves the third stringer, Jack West. Yeah. He's a frosh. It's his first, uh, I don't know if he's a frosh. It's his first start. In addition to the fact that they're going with their third string quarterback, Stanford also is down to, what'd you say, six offensive linemen? Four of, the, four of them are freshmen and three of them are going to start. So true frosh on the offensive line for Stanford with a quarterback who hasn't been here before. And they're still favored against UCLA, which tells us about Chip Kelly's squad, uh, even off a of bye. Nobody excited about it. The Bruins team that has one win this season, and the one win they have came in a game where they trailed by 32 points in the second half and caught fire. Don't know if UCLA's quarterback is going to be healthy either. What's your take, Cardinal versus the Bruins? Last I heard, DTR was not going to play either, so we're having a second string and a third string. And the public reaction, I think, a lot of times when that happens is, well, let's take the under. But there's so many funky things that happen in that case that, you know, uh, to me, for me to take an under, I want good defenses that run the ball. Not having backup quarterbacks that can easily throw pick sixes or turn the ball over where you have a short field. You know, I do have a little TNA, Teddy, a trend and angle that applies to this game. Obviously, there's an asterisk involved with all the injuries Stanford has. But again, it helps our viewers think about situations in college football that have worked in the past and, you know, will work in the future. When you have a team that's off a bye, like Stanford, and prior to the bye, they won their game straight up as an underdog of or more. So Stanford, prior to the bye, upset Washington. They were, I believe, a 13-plus point dog. You have the bye week, so you're confident you're getting healthier, supposedly, and you are now rested. Those teams going back to 2014 have gone 37-17-1, and 69% against the spread. So that spot clearly says Stanford, but again, the injury list makes it a no play. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly from a TNA standpoint, and I love those TNAs, Ralph. Uh, I'm sure our viewers appreciate them very much as well. That legitimate database research from our American treasure, Ralph Michaels. Let's talk a little Conference USA. This is going to decide the division. Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. And we've seen a weird line move on this one. The early money, Southern Miss opened the favorite. Then La Tech was chalked. They got bet up at about minus one and a half, even minus two. 
And then the money came right back on Southern Miss. And the Golden Eagles, one-point road favorites in Ruston, total 57 and a half. I do lean Southern Miss at this. When you look, the stat profiles are very similar. You know, I get Southern Miss that, uh, you know, beat La Tech last year, and now you're off a couple wins against UTEP and North Texas. You have confidence. Abraham, a 12-4 ratio with them. I, 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 do, lean, uh, I do lean Southern Miss here. Yeah, I'd rather have the Bulldogs as uh, the home dogs in this one. They've been gearing up for this game for the better part of the last month. Uh, and I think they might be the better of these two teams. At times this year, I've been underwhelmed with the Southern Miss offense. La Tech putting up points against everyone. Let's talk a little Pac-12 football. Uh, let's talk USC against Arizona. USC minus 9.5, total of 67 against the Wildcats. The Trojans, they, they showed well for themselves at Notre Dame. But this is a very different situation. They were dogs last week. This week, they had to win and win by margin against Khalil Tate coming off a rough showing in the second half against the Washington Huskies. Washington Huskies defense is better in my mind than the USCD. And you look at that USC defense, they're allowing almost 200 yards per game, 4.9 yards per carry. As long as they're going to let Khalil Tate run, I will grab Arizona. And I also do like the over as Arizona allowing over 300 yards per game passing and over 61% completions on defense. Yeah, that Wildcats defense, not exactly a stellar unit. Washington just had their best offensive game of the season, certainly the best offensive half of the season in the second half against Arizona last week. The over in that one makes a ton of sense. We've got NFL to discuss, not just tonight's game, a host of big games this weekend. We'll be right back here on Wager Talk. Stay tuned. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Breakdowns continue here on Wager Talk. Eddie Covers and Ralph Michaels. Remember, follow me on Twitter at Eddie underscore Covers. Follow Ralph on Twitter at CalSportsLV. Follow SportsGrid on Twitter. You can get uh, notified every time that we go on air or any of the other fine shows go on air at SportsGrid. And be sure to download that SportsGrid app onto your mobile device. You can get all of this content on demand at your leisure. SportsGrid app worth having let's talk some nfl we've done mlb for tonight we're not going to do hockey for tonight i can't break down hockey you can't break down hockey if you want to break down hockey i'm sorry but mlb for tonight college football for tonight we got to talk nfl for tonight clearly there's a pretty big game when it comes to the afc west the slumping kansas city chiefs chiefs haven't covered a point spread since week two they're coming off back to back home losses as fairly big-sized favorites. They're laying three tonight on the road. Total got bet all the way down to 49. Now we're seeing a little buyback. 49 and a half popping up. 50s popping up. Eyes guys clearly like Denver tonight. Total two-way action in this ballgame. Can Kansas City turn it around? Is this team ready to cover a point spread? Ralph Michaels, what's your take? Chiefs-Broncos, because I look at this game I look at Kansas City as being a still, even with the defense. That team's a Super Bowl contender, and Denver's going to struggle to win seven, eight games this year. I think the point spread is cheap on Kansas City, but it's a defense the betting markets do not trust. Opposing teams the last two weeks against uh, Kansas City have both been able to dominate time of possession, run the football right down the, the, the teeth of that Chiefs defense, and keep Patrick Mahomes and company off the field. Can Denver do that tonight? And if they can, does that correlate with an under in this game? If the Broncos can run the football, this isn't a game where we're going to see touchdowns in bunches. Is it, Ralph? Uh, yes or no. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, 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 I, I think it's based on Mahomes' ankle. It, it's simply that case. If I said to you, you know, if you didn't know the team names and I said to you, one team is two and one. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Tennessee. They played the Chargers, and they were plus thirty yards per game. The other team is one and two. They played Detroit. They played Indy. They played Houston. They got outgained in all three games, and they've been outgained by almost sixty yards per game. You know, the profile says, "What have you done for me lately?" Denver's the better team. Remember, Denver did get their fullback back. It's one of the rare NFL teams that uses a fullback against the Chargers. He's a big deal. He's a big part of that offense. 
But I agree with you. If KC and Mahomes is healthy, this is a whole nother team. This isn't a team that only put up 324 yards. What the hell is that? That's not the Chiefs. 309 yards last week at home. That's not the Chiefs. So, you know, it's a game I'm laying off because, yeah, they say Mahomes is better and blah, blah, blah. But they said that two weeks ago. And in Houston, we saw the same angle issues. So I agree with you. Beginning of the season, this line is cheap. Disagree with you. If you look at the last three games and Mahomes is beat up, I think the lines actually should be closer to pick. Your last thought on this game, Teddy, because it is the big game tonight. No question. And and look, I mean, from an injury report standpoint, the Chiefs will not have offensive lineman Andrew Wiley, defensive lineman Chris Jones, defensive back Kendall Fuller, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, all four of those announced as out. Uh, they're likely to have Anthony Hitchens at linebacker. They should have Dorian O'Donnell at linebacker as well. And Patrick Mahomes has been upgraded to probable for Denver. Nobody's out. Uh, Manny Sanders and Duke Dawson are both expected to play. You talk about those yardage numbers for the Chiefs the last two weeks. And the reason Kansas City's offense has been stymied the last two weeks has nothing to do with Kansas City's offense and everything to do with Kansas City's defense. <laughs> What's happened with both the Colts and the Texans, is that in the second half of both those games, handed off right, handed off left, seven-minute drives, eight-minute drives, nine-minute drives, and Kansas City's offense hasn't a chance to get in a rhythm. They haven't been able to get on the field to put up yards because their defense can't get off the field. Denver's offense isn't like that. You know, Houston and Indy, you make a case, those are the you know, second and third best teams in the AFC, uh, along with Kansas City. You know, Denver's not. Uh, I want no part of the home dog in this one, especially after the betting markets already bet the hell out of it. Uh, where, you know, your plus three and a half, your plus fours, your plus four and a half is all gone uh, with Denver. I don't think the Broncos are within the field goal of the Chiefs, even on a short week, even banged up. KC, if I had to play it, I could only lay with KC. I understand a play on the under tonight as well, just because I expect Denver to play as much ball control as they can. And if the Broncos can keep the ball out of Kansas City's hands, the Chiefs aren't scoring touchdowns. Denver will settle for field goals. You can count on that, but the Broncos do. Lean favorite, lean under. I haven't pulled the trigger on either one. Looking at a game, if I said to you a few weeks ago, Teddy, give me a line on the Green Bay Packers at home against the Oakland Raiders. I feel pretty confident you would have been a touchdown or even north of a touchdown. Well, the markets certainly believe the Raiders are an improving team after wins at Indianapolis, after wins against Chicago, and now on a bye. Or are we seeing that much of a line adjustment because of the situation with the Raiders being off the bye and the Packers off physical games against Philadelphia, Dallas, Detroit on a short week, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, you have Kansas City, a road trip to Arrowhead on deck. Yeah, all the above is the answer. What Oakland did in Indy and in London against Chicago, you can't understate what that means. Those are two physical teams. Those are two teams that play defense. Those are two teams that don't get blown off the ball uh, at the line of scrimmage. And the Raiders' offensive line was able to dominate the line of in both of those games. That, for me, was an absolute power rating adjuster for Oakland. I upgraded them after the Colts game and I upgraded them a bunch more uh, after the Bears game. A significant adjustment for Oakland. 
Then you talk about the Raiders coming off a bye. And the Packers coming off. They played Monday Night Football. They played a division opponent on Monday Night Football. Was their third straight huge game. And they've got a huge game again next week. Hell yeah, it's a terrible spot for Green Bay. And the one thing that stood out as much as any other factor on Monday night, I know the Packers came back and got the win. And the calls went in their favor and all of that. But it really stood out. Aaron Rodgers does not have playmakers on that team. You know, and that certainly a concern against a vulnerable Raiders secondary when you're not creating big plays offensively. Hard to lay this price. I'm not surprised at all that we've seen nothing but Oakland money. And again, I'm calling it four and a half. The market's four and a half, five, five and a half. But the leading indicator books are already down to four and a half. There has been a fair bit of wise guy support for Oakland already this week. We know the NFC North is led by the Green Bay Packers with one loss. That adds even more meaning to the Lions and the Vikings this week. You know, Minnesota, as I mentioned, this is their final NFC North road trip, but they went to the Green Bay Packers. They put up 16 points and lost. They went into Chicago. They put up six points and lost. We talked about it in line movers. This line bounced back. Now we're seeing some more money come back on Minnesota. So we're seeing two-way action. Vikings currently a two-point favorite, a total of 45 and a half against the Detroit Lions. And in my mind, this handicap comes down to a single matchup. Detroit's run defense against Dalvin Cook. All right. For the season, the Lions' rush defense numbers aren't particularly good. You look at what happened last week against Green Bay. You look at the box score. And again, watching the game, the Packers did okay running the ball. Look at the box score. You're like, wow, Green Bay ran the ball even better than I thought that they did. But a lot of the statistics for Detroit against the run have to do with some of the mobile quarterbacks they, they faced. Kyler Murray ran all over them in week one in that fourth quarter comeback. Patrick Mahomes had a bunch of big scrambles. Hell, Phillip Rivers has had scrambles against this quarterback, uh, against this defense uh, of all people. Uh, there was like three or four games where they've given up 50-plus yards to opposing quarterbacks. That's not going to happen here against Kirk Cousins. The question, and the primary question of this, so the, uh, the, uh, the number one question is, can Detroit's run defense, which is spotty statistically, but passed the eye test on several occasions. Can they stop uh, Cook? Because you don't want to lay points with Minnesota in a game that Kirk Cousins has to be has to win the game for you. So if the Lions' run defense does their job, Kirk Cousins got to win the game. That's not a situation where I want Minnesota. But you also have to be concerned on the Detroit side about the hangover. When you see a team, it's, all right, it's one thing to bitch about some calls after the game. Another thing, when it's the next day, you're still bitching about the calls and the call in the league office and getting explanations, and that's becoming the narrative. That's a distraction from the focus that needs to be, hey, guess what? You've lost two in a row. You need to, to stop, stop the bleeding if you're going to stay alive in this ultra-competitive division. I think Detroit's every bit as good as Minnesota in a lot of ways. I, I do not see a five-point power rating disparity between these two teams like the markets are seeing this week, but... That being said, from a spot, a spot standpoint, you can understand why the Vikings are taking money. I continue to think Minnesota will be a popular wise guy choice right through kickoff. If you like the Vikings, bet them sooner rather than later. If you like Detroit, no urgency whatsoever to get to the betting window on Thursday. I think many people thought the Chargers were going to be a playoff team. They won week one against Indianapolis. 
I think a lot of people thought Tennessee was going to be a playoff team. They win week one in Cleveland. Well, since that time, both teams won in four their last five games. The Chargers are two and four for the fourth time in five years. They're used to being here. Tennessee, is it the panic budding? Sitting Mariota, most likely starting Ryan Tannehill this week. And it has to feel good for the Chargers fans to get out of town. When you play a primetime game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and as you said, Teddy, north of 70% of the fans have yellow towels there. Is that the reason the Chargers have played so well on the road and so poorly at home? The uh, the line on this game, Tennessee minus two, a total of 40. So the two wins that these two teams have, again, they both won week one. And they're both one and four since. The Chargers beat Miami. Okay. <laughs> That's not a, oh, wow. And the Titans beat Atlanta, who has been god-awful. They only have one win this season. And, you know, that came late in the fourth quarter when New Leo Jones made a play. Um, it's not a situation here where either of these two teams has shown us anything that makes us excited to back them in a game where the straight-up winner likely to cover the point spread. From a defensive standpoint, the Chargers uh, are not as good as Tennessee. So you have the better defense laying less than a field goal at home. And the Titans defense has been consistent all season. I like the cornerback play. I like the pass rush. I like the linebacking core. Chargers are getting gashed by every good offense they face. You know, it's not a healthy or a quality defense. But <laughs> on the other end of the equation, on one side you have Phillip Rivers. And on the other hand, you have... You know, we Mariota bench for Tannehill. And Tannehill looked good in the in the in the preseason. This is the this is the real game now, uh, and the issue is not just at the quarterback position for Tennessee. The broader problem is the offensive line. It's an offensive line they put a lot of money into and was supposed to be good, and it's just not. Uh, difficult game for me to get involved with, Ralph. If I had to play it. I think the Chargers are the better team, but uh, I'm not going to back the uh, the lesser defense in this spot. It's a real coin flip for me in this one, not one. I'm going to bet. Teddy, I'm, I'm going to expand on that for just a quick second. You look at the Chargers, and they're only allowing 322 yards, and you're going to say that number's good, but they haven't faced many plays. The defense was only on the field for 52 plays, and yet they're allowing 74% completions. So again, another one of those box score myths that we try to teach our viewers to look for. When we come back, yeah, betting 101. We got undefeated teams to talk about. Stay tuned. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. stretch of a wager talk and we call this segment betting 101 at the end of the show we like to give you good tidbits whether it's something about responsible gaming something about uh, we call wagering university where we're going to give you uh, some betting concepts today ralph we're going to talk about undefeated teams and here we are we're in the middle of october the college football season is halfway over the NFL season is, uh, you know, approaching the halfway mark. And the undefeated teams, the teams that have won every game in both college and NFL, they present some interesting opportunities. They've gotten a lot of betting attention and a lot of media attention. What does your database say? We're talking about NFL teams in college, or undefeated teams in college, or undefeated teams in the NFL as point spread success. What do you got, Ralph? Go. Well, look, looking at undefeated teams in the NFL from week six on, so you have to be at least 5-0 and with a bye or you're 6-0. and Well, if you just blindly bet against those teams, you have gone, if you bet against them, you've gone 32-13-1. You've cashed 71%. If you've bet on the undefeated team, you've only cash 29% going 13, 32, and one. And if you're in a way favorite like San Francisco is this week, you've gone two and 12 the last 14. Now, Teddy, I will say this. Uh, one thing I did improperly is I should have pulled the New England Patriots out of this because we know that the Patriots are just an incredible team that doesn't fit any mold, and yet the public bets on them. Vegas, uh, Vegas uh, balloons the line, and yet they continue to cover. So, again, they are the anomaly in this group. So when it comes to college football, you got something on undefeated home dogs from week five on that looks pretty good long-term or should we save that for tomorrow? I don't know. We'll talk about it quick. You know, we know college football teams that are undefeated get too much pub and the lines are inflated. But when you have an undefeated home dog from week five on, they've gone 23 and seven against the spread 77%. Only twice this year did it happen. Florida cashed against Auburn. Baylor cashed against Iowa State. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up right now. 